Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Howdy guys, welcome for 2420. This is episode number six. My name is Stephanie Tavera and I'm your host. As usual, I just want to take a little couple of minutes to say thank you for allowing us to take this time out of your day, whether you're in the office, home, in the car, anywhere you're listening your podcast from. So thank you so much for allowing us to be in your life. You are so awesome for this. For episode six, I have someone that is actually very close and near to my heart, but I received requests for this one, so I don't want to hear it. Besides being a little biased, she also deserved this spot. She was the teacher of the year for Wake YSD in 2017, and she's also a very cool person. So she also allowed me and helped me to become a bilingual, which is, was one of my dreams when I was younger. So, ma'am, would you mind sharing your name and your occupation with us, please? Yeah, my name is Grecia Chavira, and I am a teacher. Also, you also graduated from University High School, so one's a Trojan. Always a Trojan. Heck yes. She actually uh, is a, a third grade teacher, correct, Gracie? Yes. Awesome. That is super cool. So just I just want to also take the time for to say thank you for everything that you've done for the for for the kids out there. You have caused a positive ripple effect within our community. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. And for being my cousin. You're awesome. You're so awesome, cousin. I love you. So let's just get to number uh, question number three, which is usually number one and two were your name and in your occupation. So number three, what was your first room ever accomplished, Gracie? Um, I think I can remember back as far as like being in the fourth grade um, when we first moved to the United States um, and I went to elementary school and going through the cafeteria line apparently that I vividly remember like thinking this is something I've always wanted to do because it's things that you saw like growing up in Mexico you saw it in the shows from the US like Nickelodeon and all of those things and so going through that line with the red tray getting my carton of milk and like my burger um I think that was something I always wanted to do apparently and so I felt very accomplished going through the cafeteria line when I was like nine you know it's little things in life yeah. do you remember what you ate that day I know it was a cheeseburger and then with um Lay's chips and you could also get mashed potatoes but you could have mashed potatoes and and chips which I like to mix them and eat them together I know I'm weird so um I like to scoop my mashed potatoes with my chips what but you couldn't do that because you had too many too much starch I guess I don't know you so, could only have one type of potato right so my <laughs> friends would give me their fries and Aww. I would or like their chips and I would exchange it for like fruit or my milk or whatever but yeah, that we were trained. Which you went to Bales Hills, correct? Yes. If I'm mm-hmm. not, if I don't, if I'm not wrong. No, no, you're, you're right. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. So shout out to all the Bales Hills people. Do you still speak to anybody from middle school? 
from middle school? From, from whenever, from before elementary school? Um, we're Facebook friends. Um, we, I went to a different middle school, so I didn't continue kind of growing up with them. We only had fourth and fifth grade together in Bells Hill, and then when they all went to middle school, I went to a magnet school, which was across town. Um, and I didn't have a whole lot of friends from elementary there, so we just kind of went our separate ways. I do speak to some of them. I'm, I'm friendly with people like um, some of my best friends um, from elementary. I kind of stay in touch with them and see them randomly, but not closely. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. a little things in life, man. It's yeah. a little things in life. All right, let's move to number four. What is your biggest mistake with the biggest lesson learned? So when I started my teaching career in Dallas, it was a tiny charter school district. And, um, you know, charter schools are ran very differently. And so I realized very quickly that you have to be careful who your friends are. Um, I remember, you know, just it wasn't even I being dragged into gossip mm. and things like that, even though I didn't, I had no part in it. I got dragged into it, and so just remind, I think I learned very early on that you are at work to work. You're not at work to make your closest friends, even though some of my closest friends now are from work. I've been able to, you know, like learn trust and, or like who to trust, you know, how to really make friendships at work and how to keep things professional and all of those things. So that was something really tough I had to learn very early on. It's something that you and uh, episode one have in common, you and Archie, I think. And that's something yeah. that I myself have also come to realize. You have to be very careful when you're at the job, who you trust your personal matters, yeah. because a lot of times they kind of run and then they twist things right. to their convenience yeah. to make you look a certain way. Right. But I have also come to learn that when people speak about you, it doesn't speak about you, it speaks, it speaks about them. Right. So, man, so yeah. you people stop gossiping about my cousin. <laughs> Unless you're doing go positive gossiping, do not gossip. Because that is a thing also. Have you heard of positive gossiping? No, I hadn't heard that term. So, uh, positive gossiping, instead of being like, let's say, oh, Gracie is so stinky. She doesn't right. wear deodorant. Let's say, oh my God, Gracie's always smiling and Gracie's uh, yeah. always super happy. Mm -hmm. So, it, essentially, that positive gossip will get back to you. Gotcha. So, just like bad okay. gossip goes around, positive gossiping also gotcha. goes around. So, okay. it's pretty cool. So, yeah. make sure that you positive gossip, people. Do <laughs> not bad gossip. Number five, have you accomplished the biggest dream of your life? If so, was it as rewarding as you thought it would be? Um, so my life has taken a lot of weird turns, and I don't know that I ever, I mean, when I was five, I thought I would be a teacher, and I did that, you know. When I was eight, I thought I would be a server, and I did that too. And <laughs> um, I thought I would be a party planner at some point in my life, and I think I've planned some parties, but um, I don't know that I'm there yet. I don't know that I've had the biggest dream in my life. Um, I've accomplished just small dreams. Um, but I don't know that I've had a huge biggest dream in my life that I've, and I've gotten there yet. I don't know that I have a big dream. I have like little step and milestones that I want to hit. Um, but have, have you hit your uh, a huge milestone that you're like, okay, after that, let me have a margarita and chill on the couch for a whole two weeks. Every Friday, I hit the milestone. <laughs> um, 
No, so I wanted to obviously graduate high school. I think that was my first one. I graduated valedictorian that year. Um, and then I went on to college, and I graduated from Baylor debt-free. and That's um, awesome. With honors. Not the biggest honors, but some honors. Um, and then I wasn't sure what I was going to do then. Um, I became a teacher, and that was great. I think being teacher of the year in 2017. 17. Um yeah, I think that was, I don't know that I ever set out to do that. That kind of came as a surprise. Um, and then um, I try to have yearly goals and meet those. And then I remember when we bought the Mini Cooper that we had, that's parked out <laughs> in the driveway right now. That was a huge milestone. I remember ever since I got here to America and you and, you and your family uh, received me with open doors and you guys treated me just like, another sibling of the family. Mm. You always said, made, a, made a very vocal that you wanted a Mini yep. Cooper. Yeah. And here you are having, is, is this your second Mini Cooper? This The one that's outside is my first, but we do have two. Because uh, mm. cousin, you know, your husband yes. has a little, a, a little bigger one, right? Yes. It's the white one. Yeah, it's the family car. It's the family car. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. So yeah, I, I love your car too. It's super Thanks. cool. Because I know I see it other day. There goes my cousin. Yeah. Super easy to pick out. Awesome. Number six. What has been the hardest day of your life? What helped you overcome it? So when you sent me this, I thought about it. I don't know that I've had like a really hard, like one that sticks out. I've had multiple or maybe seasons of life that are really hard. Um, I remember when Diego passed away, our seven-year-old lab. Mm. That was really hard just because of the, you know, the passing of a pet just um, changes your whole life routine your daily routine you know um and he was so big he left a big gap <laughs> big in our lives and so um you know we went from having three dogs to just having two small ones mm -hmm. and you know it changes what you do and so that was tough um i remember going through that and like navigating that with my husband was really really hard um i think another really really tough day was when uh, Trump got elected. You know, <laughs> um, it was really hard. Um, mm. I think I went to bed crying that night, and then the next morning I had to go to work, and it was really hard to get through the day. That day I had to have a difficult conversation with my principal about my DACA status, and you know, like being being or the possibility of you know not being able to work. So I had to come in and have that conversation with her, which was very vulnerable. And this, those are things you don't normally discuss unless you're asked. And so, um, thankfully, you know, she, she was so, um, I don't know, just so it was safe to talk to her about it. And she's like, what can I do? Can I adopt you? Um, you know, and <laughs> so that was, um, you know, just knowing that she was on my corner, uh, really, in a very, very, I don't know, trying and uh, hostile time politically, it was very comforting to know that. So, which yeah. uh, what one of my highlights uh, uh, over here in the podcast, and I, I, I made that remark with my guest yesterday, uh, Vanessa Carrillo, episode five. Uh, I don't like to get political or mm. you know into religion, but I think everybody it has the right to feel the way that you feel mm -hmm. and don't let anybody tell you that what you feel or how you feel is wrong no, because not. your feelings are completely validated i myself was married when trump got elected and just to let you know how 
how it was for me. My ex-wife literally got on her knees and asked me for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Literally was like, I'm sorry this country has failed you like this. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that we have elected a reality star yeah. to lead the country. Yeah. So I completely I completely know yeah. how you feel, man. I, I I I pray for that man every day. You cannot put a hate with hate. You put a hate with love and God bless Trump because I have nothing else to say about that. All right, the next uh, the next section is blocked out for you yeah. because it is a fun section. It is called the Texan section. It doesn't make you any okay. less Texan. It's Texan and more Texan. You have to answer as fast as you can. Oh gosh! And uh, it's only five questions, okay. and it's uh, multiple choice. Okay. So here it goes. Number seven, Big Red or Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper. Number eight, George Strait or Willie Nelson? I don't know either. <laughs> All right. Number nine, Shinerbach or Lone Star Beer? Neither. <laughs> Number Texas 10. Wine. <laughs> Texas wine. Texas wine. Number 10, Astros or Rangers? Rangers. Number 11, Cowboys or Texans? Cowboys. Oh, come on, cousin. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I, no wonder your dad has a cowboy uh, little mug. Yeah. But we also have family in Houston, so we'll help them with that. I don't know. Uh -huh. Cowboys are closer. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's go back to the normal questions that are a little bit more okay. serious. Number 12, who is your favorite favorite looked up to community hero, role model, role, I cannot speak today, mm -hmm. role model or mentor? Um, Someone I really look up to, um, or I don't know that, I, sh I feel like she's, one of my heroes, um, Susan Nelson. Ah, yes. Um, Susan is a local immigration attorney, and she does so much for the community in regards to um, just to um, education in regards to immigration and um, educating immigrants themselves as opposed to, like, the community. And I don't know. I just, I really love her. She does so much. Um, she provides, you know, really, really solid services for people who have been um, taken advantage of by notarios or, um, you know, just other maybe not as knowledgeable attorneys, whatever. She's amazing. Um, and her and Annalie Looper, who is a nonprofit immigration attorney in town, um, they're two of the people that I look up to in the way, not only that they help the immigrant community, but the way they live their lives. Um, through really solid values and so they're really really good um they're my heroes that's awesome yeah which susan nelson they both have uh law firms correct mm -hmm. uh susan nelson is just susan nelson law firm correct the nelson law firm. the, yes. ne the nelson law firm mm -hmm. and then annalee looper it is who does she, she work? works at american gateways american gateways so yeah, guys welcome. make sure that if you are going through any immigration process They are the best lawyers in town. I myself don't have, I only have the pleasure to have shake hands with Susan just a couple times. Mm -hmm. Other than that, uh, I just, there's nothing other than positive gossiping going around <laughs> them in town. So make sure that if you know anybody, if you're struggling with any legal process that is immigration or anything like that, that you reach out to them. They are by far the best lawyers in town. Mm -hmm. uh, number 13. If you could have picked another career besides being a teacher, what would have been? Um, I was almost a public accountant, 
Um, so I really love numbers and stuff. Um, if I could pick another one thing to do would be, I would become an immigration attorney. Um, I love the work that they do just um, helping families stay together. And I love learning about it. I mean, I'm a paralegal in the summer for an for Susan, who's an immigration attorney. So I I love that work and being able to do that as a career would be great. It would be taxing and um, exhausting and emotionally draining. But I think it would be if I could pick one other thing. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Which your brother Enrique mm-hmm. does work. Yes. For an immigration law firm, correct? Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. So yeah, he's a paralegal at a nonprofit law firm in Houston. So shout out to mm-hmm. to Kike, to little Kike, because we got Daddy Kike, yeah, and then Senior Kike, and then Enrique yeah. Junior. So shout out to Kike, both of the Kikes. We love you guys and. Man, thank you so much for, I personally just, you know, thank you for everything you guys have done for me. You guys have done so much for me. Who's cutting onions around here? Y'all need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number 15. Oh, no, 14. 14. What is your speech to go to when you feel out of your purpose? Not yourself without fighting, Grecia. A speech like from a person? Mm Mm-hmm. Person or, yeah. Um, I don't know that I have one. Um, I know that Michelle Obama just came out with her podcast and I was feeling really taxed and drained the last couple of weeks and when she released her podcast it was really comforting to listen to her and Barack talk back back and forth to each other and um, you know just talk about how the people around you really make you you the relationships around you make you you and um, so that was good I look forward to that every every Wednesday um but I don't know that I listen I like have one speech or one person fun fact Gracie's husband cousin Enoch has the same birthday as Barack Obama which also just realized my dog has also the same birthday I heard mom was telling me (laughs) yes he has the same birthday and I didn't I'm a bad I'm a bad dog mom because I didn't realize until like the six I was like oops he just turned seven. I'm a bad mom, yeah. but don't do drugs. That's what drugs do to you. They make you forget important birthdays. <laughs> it's not good for you. All right, number 15. This is a surprise question for you, Gracie. Here it goes. Mm-hmm. What was the most challenging thing for you while growing up in a different country? Um, When we first got here, it was the language, obviously. Um, And then I don't think I felt different or out of place until when it was time to go to college. Um, you know, I mean, being undocumented, you don't qualify for financial aid, or like federal financial aid. Um, a lot of people didn't know that we actually qualified for state financial aid. Um, so navigating all of that was really difficult. Um, and I think having to be, as the oldest sibling or the oldest child, I had to be the groundbreaking for my brothers so like we learned the system the education system with me going first um which I'm grateful for because then that means that my brothers behind me had it easier you know so like it was kind of groundbreaking in regards to how does the education system work um you know transitioning from elementary to middle middle to high high school to college I was the one doing that first because although my parents are college educated they did that in Mexico. They didn't do it here, and so they didn't know how the systems worked here. So 
we were all learning when I was going through it so that when my brothers came through, they already knew. And it was easier, you know, and I'm grateful for that. So I think just navigating the systems in the country was a lot more difficult. Yeah. So this is a question that I've always been asked. Did it play a role you becoming a teacher, the fact that your mama was also a teacher? It did not. Um, so I did want to be a teacher, but I was taught like in church. Like I taught Sunday school, vacation Bible school, things like that. Um, and I just... I don't know, I kind of wanted to do that, but I've never really been sure of what I wanted to do. Um, and yeah, my mom was a teacher and she was a good teacher, but that's not what she, wait, no, she did go to school to teach. But then like her main career was HR at Gamesa, mm -hmm. the cookie place. And so I don't know that I linked her as a teacher. I think she did her, um, what we call like the, I can't remember what it's in, in Spanish, but it's, essentially her internship year. Okay. She did it at an elementary school. Okay. Because everybody has to do internships. Right. Like for the public service in Mexico. And, right. And then, so I don't know that I place her as a teacher. I always think of her as like HR mm -hmm. uh, director or whatever. Um, so no, I don't think so. Which another fun fact about Gracie, she has fraternal siblings. Yes. They're, they're fraternal twins. Tw fraternal twins. Yeah. Uh, Enrique and Alonso, which yeah, yeah. Uh, all uh, Uncle and Enrique and Gloria also provided college for, I mean, all of you guys, all of mm -hmm. you three kids are college graduates. Yeah. Alonso graduated from uh, San Marcos University. Texas State. Texas, Texas mm -hmm. State. There you go. In Texas State. In San Marcos. And then, boo, Enrique graduated <laughs> from Aggieland, yeah. from Texas A&M. So, man, you guys... Yeah. Honestly, I look up to you guys. You yes. guys are an example uh, for me, you yes. know, and I, I love you guys to the heart so much. Yes. You guys know that. So, number 16. What is your favorite part of Waco? Um, Besides your house. I know. I love my house. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful house. I love downtown. Um, the way it's developing and the, I don't know if I want to say the culture, but uh, the, the visual aspect of it. You know, the brick buildings, how old it is, and how it's being restored with with respect to its heritage and respect to, like, the buildings. I work, like, during the summer, I work in that really old, old Spice Village building. And so, uh -huh. yeah, that's where the law firm is. And so I love seeing the architecture and just seeing the old exposed brick. And I love that people aren't tearing down buildings and you know, like building new ones, but they're restoring the insides and leaving the, the outside um, as it was hundreds of years ago. So I really enjoy that. Um, that's my favorite part of Waco. Which mm -hmm. I remember when you and I were freshmen in high school, we took a field trip to the Waco Hippodrome before they shut it down. Am I wrong or am I right? We went to watch something there. I want to say it was either, and I don't know why I'm thinking this, it was either Horton Hears a Who, or a Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer's Night's Dream. Because they're two very different ones. But I remember they had like a little pink loofah. So that makes me think it was Horton Hears a Who. But I don't remember. But it was in the Waco Hippodrome before. Yeah, they we... shut it down before the Turner mm -hmm. family grabbed it to kind of uh, reopen it in back in 2012. Yes. Which I had the pleasure to work for them for a little while. And it's a very neat building. Mm -hmm. And yes, guys, it is haunted. 
If you don't believe it, it is 150% haunted. I am a witness. Very weird things happen to me. So I think it's a very cool place. They've yeah, done a very like great job at uh, revitalizing everything. And then yeah. the high top, the rally, and all that good stuff. Yeah. So if you haven't been, it is also a historical marker. So if you haven't been, make sure that you go. They have a very, if you go to the box office, they usually provide with uh, tours. They literally take you around oh, the building. Yeah, you can go okay. to the box office. I, they were doing that while I was working there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry if I'm, I'm not just speaking out of my booty. But when I was a bartender there, they they were literally taught mm. us how to give a little tour and then we would take them around. And make sure you go to second floor. There's a bunch of original memorabilia from the, like way back from whenever it was way 19, from 1914 when it was oh, wow. like the, the mm-hmm. theater and all of that. All right, number 17. We're getting close to be done with this. Yeah. 17. What is your Waco fit? What is your favorite Waco activity, family project or festival? Um Something I've always missed out on is the food truck <laughs> show. Um so we're vegetarians and we've always like weighed whether we go or not because a lot of it is meat-based or whatever. Mhm. Um, but I've always wanted to go to that. So I would say that that's my favorite, even though I've never been. Um, <laughs> the food. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think um, the favorite, my favorite thing to do as a family in Waco is to go to Cameron's Park and just chill. Like you can go walking, you can go running, you can go hiking, you can go in like hammocking. So I love the versatility of Cameron Park. I love it also. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice, neat place. Make yeah. sure that you go and stay hydrated, guys, because this this heat is just terrible. Mm-hmm. All right, number 18, a surprise question for you. If you could fix one problem in the world, oh, gosh. what would it be? Um, I think the ability for people to choose where they live without... Um, how do I say this? Without major um, blocks in the road. So in yeah. thinking of um, legal boundaries or like uh, legal borders and things like that restricts human movement, which there should be, obviously. I'm not calling for like a free world or no borders or whatever, but if people had the genuine ability to live where they wanted to without ha- without having so many obstacles. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Sense. I also just want to make a quick parenthesis to share that she is a dreamer. Mm-hmm. She uh, was able to qualify through the executive order that Barack Obama uh, put out way back in 2012. Uh, I'm also very fortunate to have qualified through through that executive order. Mm-hmm. And guys, dreams don't work unless you do. And Gracie is a clear example that if you work towards your dreams, you can accomplish them. She has busted her booty to be where she's standing at right now. Mm-hmm. And tear and blood and sweats, it's an understatement of what she has had to go through mm-hmm. to be able to accomplish where she's at right now. Uh, she's fortunate enough to now be a resident. I am. And mm-hmm. it's, it's honestly, it's an accomplishment for her that I personally don't want to speak on her behalf, but I think it's an accomplishment that she has. It took you how long to become a resident, Gracie? So, um, 
the process itself um, was a little over two years, but if I had not started if about 20 years ago, the recent process wouldn't have been possible. So there's a lot of legalities to that that I don't, you know, um, that we don't have to get into. But yeah, so if had a process not been started 20 years ago, my current or my most recent process would not have been possible. Which correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. I was just sharing with another one of our guests that the average price for someone to become a legal resident these days is close to $15,000. Am I wrong or am I right? I don't know the figures on that. Um, working in immigration, I know that it is expensive. So it just kind of depends on your, your particular case. Um, I can tell you that attorney fees are not cheap. <laughs> um, and especially if you're going to have a good attorney who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to be paying a pretty penny. And it is in the thousands. Um, and that's only attorney's fees plus um, USCIS, which is the branch of immigration that processes applications. They have fees for applications, so applications can cost anywhere from a couple hundred dollars to thousands of dollars. Um, I think we had an increase in the in the fees just this last week, um, where some of the fees went they increased by almost 200%. Oh, God. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, you're paying a pretty penny just to file the application, plus all of the fees that you pay for legal services, which are upwards of thousands. So, I mean, 15000 sounds reasonable. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty much a car. Yeah. It's it's literally a car. Yeah. It's that's crazy, man. So guys, don't give up. If 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 you're listening to this and you don't have a legal status, there's a way. There's if there's a want, there's a way. There's a will. If there's a will, there's a way. And there's many ways to fix your legal status. There's also might be some people who don't qualify for any immigration relief under our current laws. So um, you know, that's why we need immigration reform. There's a lot of people who, um, they can't stand in line. They don't have a line to get into because they don't qualify for it. And so we need immigration reform. Yep. Ugh, you know, this is a very, I like to talk about immigration because I'm, I'm an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an immigrant. I came here when I was 15 years old. Like I said, again, like I shared again, your family opened the doors to your home and allowed me to accomplish many dreams as a Mexican coming here and all that stuff. But, uh, guys, make sure that if you feel like you've hit a wall, you reach out to the Susan Nelson Law Firm or Annalee Looper or an immigration lawyer. Do not try to do anything on your own because that is just going to cause you problems. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. Do not do anything on your own. Reach out to an immigration lawyer. Doing things on your own is only going to cause you problems. Yeah. And a lot of people go to notarios because they offer low-cost services, but notarios are not authorized to practice immigration law. So if they are filing anything on your behalf, they that is um, not okay. And they cannot represent you in immigration court. So make sure that you don't go to notario publicos or anything of that sort. You heard that. No notario <laughs> publicos. There is many immigration lawyers here. In Wake- I don't want to say many, but there's a couple okay. and there's a few very good immigration lawyers that they will take the time to make sure they give you the right advice. 
Mm. All right, number 19, Gracie. It's been a pleasure so far, Gracie. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank it's you been so fun. Thank you, mm-hmm. man. It's, it's, people are going to say, man, she just call her because she's her cousin. But no, mm-hmm. I mean, after you're listening to everything that she's gone through, you really have earned this spot. Yes. And this is the, the purpose of 2420, uh, featuring people on some heroes. They have never been put in, in, in the, you know, in the pedestal that you guys deserve because you guys have done just as much as the people that get featured on the TV and the radio every day. And you guys need the feature, mm. deserve the feature. So thank you for coming by. Because it's a long drive, right? A whole, <laughs> what is it? I think it's like 10 blocks total. 10 blocks, blocks total. We live in the same block. Literally the same, same block. Street, yeah. Yep. All right. Number 19. Gracie, what would you say to those who struggle to accomplish their life purpose? Um, I think that it's okay if you don't know what that is. First of all, it's okay if you don't know where you're headed. It's okay if you don't have a goal like, I don't know, in 15 years I want to do this. It's okay if you don't know. So that's one. Um, If you know where you're headed and you know how to get there or you don't know how to get there, I think just look for the next right thing. There's a song in Frozen that talks about that. Frozen 2, actually, that (laughs) Anna sings um, after something happens with Elsa. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't watched it. But... (laughs) She says to think about the next right thing, the next right step. And it's a very dark song, but it's very true to where I felt in many seasons in my life. What am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to do now? If you can just think of the next right thing, um, you know, and that can be anything from choosing to get up to bed, uh, to get up from bed in the morning. If you're struggling to do that, you know, I'm going to put on a clean shirt today. And that's going to be my next right thing to, um, to actually your next career move, you know, like I'm going to leave my job and go find a better one, or maybe I should think about doing that. Just the next right step and you'll get there or you'll get somewhere and it might not be where you expect it to go, but it'll be good anyway. One step at a time. One step at a time. I like that. Being a recover addict, that's my motto this days, man. It's crazy, yeah. but she's right guys. And number 20, to you, explain 2020 in three words, crazy. Crazy, crazy. I know, right? <laughs> um, so as a teacher, I would say it is the longest spring break. Longest spring break. That's it. That's crazy, yeah. man. It's Make sure you wear your mask, guys. We're, we're living in crazy times, and wearing a mask does not make you a brainwash. It just makes you a decent human. It just makes you thoughtful of the, everybody out there. It's yeah. just like, I saw a meme that said, uh, I don't like to wear pants, but I wear pants so that you don't see my fanny. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing with the mask. You know, yeah. I don't want to wear a mask, but I don't want to give you anything or I don't want to get anything that you have yeah. or that I don't have. Yeah. So I like that. Right. That's Those are very cool words. The longest yeah. spring break, yeah. man, which you're almost get, getting back to school. Yes. So we should be going back in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Good luck to you, man. Thank we'll be you. praying for some for some good vibes for you. Do you need a face shield? Um, I don't think so. I don't know what we're doing. I'm not worried about it either. Okay, I have a face shield if you Thank need one. You. And Mom said if you need some, she you can she have can. some. Okay. Yeah, so let us know if you need a face shield. I know where to get it. <laughs> yep. All right, and Gracie, thank you so much for ha- uh, for letting us feature you. Any closing statements, greetings, dedications to the audience, friends, family, coworkers, dogs. Uh, no, well, I mean, just a huge shout out to everyone that in one way or another, you know, helped, um, 
put in their little grain of sand into my life or, you know, just motivated me in any way. And, you know, our, uh, we couldn't be here. I couldn't be here without all the people that I've encountered, whether, um, my elementary school friends or, um, my principals now or anyone, like everybody has had their part in shaping me, just like we all have a part in shaping others. And so let's be mindful of that as we go forward. Heck yes. Gracie, thank you so much for letting us feature you. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I hope you had fun. Guys, make sure that you listen to 2420 on Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Make sure you get it wherever you get your food podcast from. Follow Rogue Media. Shout out to the Keep Waco Loud family. Shout out to other musicians in Waco. Thank you so much. It was episode six. You guys stay awesome. And we'll see you for episode seven. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. This has been a Rogue Media Network podcast.